Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coronation.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. My name is Greg Mahochko, and joining me, as always, is Hoss Reuter. And, of course, it wouldn't be a Friday morning podcast release without our fearless leader himself, John Dam Johnston. Gentlemen, good to, good to reconvene the council, as I like to say. Very good to reconvene the council, and we're all winners this week. We're winners. We're winners. We're winners. Finally, can I just? I I have to tell you the text my son sent me. (laughs) All right. Well, we. You have to send a text too, pal. Yeah. Don't. don't, Well, we're not forgetting about that. He said, "You know, I have to pay for whatever counseling he might go through." (laughs) Uh, He said. He's he he sent me this text that he uh, Husker defense definitely ain't hustling, and then he sends in cap letters, "Where's that twenty-eight point lead?" And then a little while later, he goes, "Why do I even watch the Gophers?" <laughs> and then his the and then thing. his last his last text of uh, the game reference was, "I'm gonna be a hockey fan from now on." Well, when he asks, right why does he watch the Gophers? Tell him we're all wondering why John's progeny watches the Gophers. I, I, I'll tell him stuff. <laughs> Can I just say that uh, that two-point conversion really pissed me off? Same here. And I'll tell you, it, ruined, it ruined your score. The, it, yeah, it, Nebraska's two-point conversion after uh, uh, Fleck and company uh, you know, got a two-point conversion, I think, to make it a six-point lead. Uh, then Nebraska scores and, and, uh, you know, writes, you know, gets that cushion again. But yeah, going back to last week's episode, I predicted a final score of 52 to 28 and the final score was 53 to 28. And that two point conversion really screwed me over. Oh, you were close. I said 54 to 21. I've never been that close ever. And we were, we were all kind of close at some point. Like, wait, wait a minute. When it was thirty six twenty two, I was thinking, man, we score, we go for two again. I I said forty four twenty three. So you've been close, Greg. You've had a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's as bad as close as you get in life. <sighs> Touche. Okay, let's move on from that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, old Saturday uh, afternoon football action because. Uh, that was fun to watch. Not all the time, but certainly towards the end, it was a, a different feeling. I almost went nuclear a few times, you know, still. Wouldn't be a Husky game without really? almost going Chernobyl. Yeah, when it was 28-22, all of a sudden, hell yeah, I almost went nuclear. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, that was because here I'm sitting there going, here we go again. But you know what? We answered the bell, and that – that improvement, just in closing a game out and you know having a killer instinct, that was great to see. I didn't. I I didn't actually uh, go crazy because I I thought 
Well, number one, they they you know they weren't having penalties. They weren't doing dumb things. Well, they so were. I kind of looked at the offense and said they're clicking. They got it going, and this is going to be it, man. They're going to just boom, boom, boom. Can we? Yeah, like when we go into the horseshoe in a couple weeks and win thirty-seven twenty-seven. We're not winning thirty-seven twenty-seven. We're winning fifty-three to forty-eight. But that's in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'll take it as well. I'd be on. I'd be all on board for that. We'll show uh, the country who the best quarterback in the Big Ten is. If we if we beat Ohio State, we're okay, doing, we we're we're getting, doing we're, a reaction show that night. Yeah, uh, yeah, with alcohol because there'll be a, oh, yeah. plenty, plenty of us celebrating, and we'll do it. We'll do it immediate release. We won't wait till this Monday morning nonsense. Okay, see what we're doing. See what we're doing. We're, we're looking. Our hopes up yeah, we're looking. Back. We're looking past the opponent. Oh, it's Bethune Cookman. Oh, come on, Bethune Cookman. It's Bethune Cookman. They what, don't don't even get me started. What was here. it? Was it Dirk that said, uh, despite their, uh, you know, whatever record they have, pretty good defensive schemes. Was he? He was trying to wet blanket Husker fans. Oh, you mean defensive schemes that still are going to get out schemed by Scott Frost? He was. He was. He was doing the chain Yankee thing. <sighs> the chain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I don't know. That's what I. That's what you know. That's what we called it in the days before the internet. In Korea, that's what you called it. Yeah. (laughs) When you were in Korea, were you yanking a lot of chains? Oh God, all the time. That's what she's. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk a a little bit more about this Minnesota game because uh, uh, I thought offensively, John, you hit the nail on the head just a few moments ago, but offensively they were clicking. Um, you know, Martinez did a good job of spreading the ball around. Uh, continue to see, you know, big things from J.D. Spielman. The the things that we talked about when all we were talking about were losses and games. You know, we we get to talk about now with the the fun side of it. it's it's you know J.D. Spielman having a good game. Uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. Uh, you know, continuing his his uh, streak of games with catches and uh, Divino Zigbo continuing to run the ball well and. Adrian Martinez continuing to do everything uh, that that he's been doing, and and with a, I'll say this for a true freshman, and, and I think maybe he's still eighteen, but he might have also just turned nineteen, something like that. Uh, the dude carries himself really well. Uh, I think he's well spoken. I think he's, uh, uh, you know, he's legit. Uh, I know that's you know understating it, but. Uh, he's fun to watch for a lot of reasons, and uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of praise to heap on the young man. Again, for, Maurice Washington went over a hundred yards too. Thank you, thank you for yeah. uh, calling me out on my mistake. Yeah, appreciate that. Well, you know, you got five playmakers on offense. Yeah, five. All we need are five offensive linemen to block for him. Hey, you know what? That was one of the better offensive line performances that we've seen in a long time at Nebraska. Uh, that was not a that Minnesota defense was no slouch either. They ran twenty no. eighth in the country against the run. Well, they we, were. We, we <laughs> up, what, what was it? What was the final? Three eighty five, something like that. The ground. Uh, Three eighty three. And oh, yeah, after the kneel down, and I mean, Bo Wilson. Round into form that we like the way we all thought he could play, you know, just wanting to get him into the starting lineup before it finally happened. 
Gerald Foster played a solid game. Tanner Farmer settled in at center. And I mean, Brendan Hymas, not a lot gets talked about him, and that's a good thing. He's just doing his job day in and day out at that left tackle position. And, uh, you know, they, there, there's enough to work with there to be serviceable the rest of the year. And then you return, you know, Wilson, Farniak, and Hymas next year. So I'm really pleased with the O-line. That's kind of what I had in mind when Frost took over and brought Greg Austin with him from Central Florida. Did Farmer get dinged up a little bit towards the end of the game? I think he did there at the end. I haven't heard anything um, official or otherwise about his status, but I figure if we're to the middle of the week by now, we haven't heard anything You know, all as well. Hey, 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 guess what? What? Yes. The other team had more penalties than we did. Oh, wasn't that a sight to see? And we got our first holding call, offensive holding call, for what? Two years? Two years against against Big Ten against Big Ten uh, opponents. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wrote that article. Sixteen. That's why I wrote that article about how the Big Ten doesn't ever call offensive holding, and they don't. They don't do it. Well, they don't. It's no line league. You know, I so I get that, you know, but still, it's annoying when you see like they missed one very obvious one in the game when Minnesota's left tackle basically puts Luke Gifford into a sleeper hold and drags him to the ground. But hey, I'll take. They called their quota of one, one holding call. Well, here's the thing: I'm not going to complain. They called two. Wait, they they excuse me. I know I interrupt a lot. I'm a rude person. That holding call came on a touchdown, didn't it? A Minnesota yeah, go for one, a touchdown. One, yeah, it negated a touchdown off the board, <laughs> which was a total momentum changer, too. Yeah. I was going to say they called two uh, holding calls against Minnesota, which means that Nebraska is not going to benefit from an opponent holding call until 2022. That's just going to be how, how it works out because they doubled up. Um, no, but I when when Kevin Cougar made that you know read that statistic, he sounded shocked by it. Uh, and I, I the first thing I did is I jumped on Facebook, which of course uh, you can be part of the conversation at, uh, at facebook.com slash five heart podcast where uh, five is spelled out. Unlike on Twitter where it's the number five heart podcast, but they are linked. So if you like one, you don't have to necessarily like them, but. Join the conversation anyway. But I said, you know, the fix is in based on the stat that Kevin Kugler just provided of over two years of, you know, Husker football in the Big Ten where an opponent hasn't uh, been called for holding. I mean, it seems unlikely, you know, especially when – and I know that Nebraska offensive line over the last few years has been a little – I don't know. They, they've been challenged. They've been perhaps undisciplined at times. But – you still call holding against Nebraska all the damn time. Uh, so the fact that it was over two years of, you know, not calling holding, you know, against Nebraska opponents, that really shocked me. Same here. It's almost unfathomable. It's just ridiculous. And wasn't it Joe Laurinaitis, uh, uh, I'm sorry, James Laurinaitis, uh, the son, not 
road warrior animal. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, James Laurinaitis, didn't he say that he said, well, that's that's silly because you could call holding about on every play. Of course, that's coming oh. from a, a linebacker you know, standpoint. Oh. So, Even as an O-lineman, you hold every play. It's just how far inside on the chest plate are you. Mm-hmm. You got your hands right o- your hands inside with your thumbs right over the nipples. You're not getting called for holding. Everyone does that. That's just blocking. You get out on the shoulder pads, though, and you start grabbing jersey and, you know, you got guys hooked. That's holding. But as long as it's inside the framework of the defender, it's not an issue in my opinion. But the fact that you see so many uh, Big Ten offensive tackles clutching and grabbing and way outside on the shoulders – it's, it's so irritating to really consider that's the first time in 21 games. I was not shocked at all. <laughs> John's been paying I attention. Listen. I seriously, I've been living up here in Big Ten country for years now. I've heard mm-hmm. every fan base in the Big Ten say, when are they going to call holding? It's a thing in the Big Ten. I mean, we could go back through all the game books for the year. You could go out and search Michigan holding. And they'll, they're complaining about, I mean, like Devin Bush can never get a holding call, you know, when he rushes and stuff like that. So, not shocking. But we got one. The streak's over. Kevin Kugler said the first time in, I like 34 times during that broadcast. It just feels good to win one. It does. I'm just rambling on now. Actually, yeah. I didn't get to see the end of the game. Well, good job. Why is that? Did you send a certain text and you were busy? No, I <laughs> No, I had to uh I had to leave to go to the uh volleyball game at Maturi Pavilion so I could shoot the game and see Minnesota uh beat our volleyball team. Boo well, got the one that mattered. Wow. Our volleyball fans will not like you anymore. Hey, hey I would trade one football national championship for every other Husker sport having a losing season in perpetuity from here on out. Wait, wait, wait. Just one national championship? Just one natty? Just give me one. So 2022, when the Huskers win the national championship. Okay, let, let, let's, no, no, hold let's on, hold on, hold make on. an addendum to this. One national championship and sustained national relevance. And every other Nebraska athletic program, you know, has dips, dips, dips to mediocrity. Right. Yeah, I think football pays the bills. I'm making a lot of friends with John Cook and <laughs> Darren Erstad. Uh, Amy you, Williams. And have you ever been really Cook. close to Darren Erstad when he's like not happy? No, I, I don't. I'm not a baseball guy, John. Okay, I'll tell you what. Darren Erstad, when he's not happy, yeah, humans are causing global warming, and he, he that guy could like melt Antarctica. Whew. He's not, an intense guy when he's when he's uh, not happy. I I love being around him. I like you know covering baseball when I get the chance. Anyway, okay, so you'd trade everything. You you'd bargain everybody else off. Uh-huh. I'd sell the farm. He would sell the state of Nebraska. Yeah. I think. I, I, a lot of people would be mad. And let me tell you, I would love to see Nebraska basketball win a tournament game and maybe just maybe one day make a sweet 16. It's going to happen this year. 
if it meant a return to winning a national championship and national relevance in football, I will take football all day long. I suppose that 80% of the people in Nebraska would do the same. You, you damn right they would. I'm just sitting back because I, I, I see your point, and I think that John's right when he says the majority of people would probably do the same thing. But, you know, the last couple of years, I don't think there's any debate. We've become a volleyball school. Yeah, and I think it's great that volleyball is great. I, you know, I, I enjoy watching the games. But when Nebraska volleyball wins a national championship, I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, shedding tears of joy and just, you know, releasing all the frustration from years of, you know, not winning one. Like, the next time Nebraska wins a national championship in football, note that I said when, not if. I don't even know if I'm going to sleep that night. No, because you and I are going to be in Indianapolis partying all night long. Like Ric Flair used to. Woo! Yeah, it's going to be like Ric Flair and Arne Anderson, you know. Oh, Tolly and Barry Windham, man. Your generation must feel so deprived. Oh, yeah. When I hear, like... When I hear when I hear people, you know, in your your generation, John, saying it's hard to be fans anymore because we're just not as good as they're used to seeing us. It's like I started following football in 2002. I've known nothing but mediocrity and just the cruelest twists of fate in losing games that you could possibly imagine. And yet every every year, no matter how bad we were the year before, I talk myself into Maybe, just maybe, this is the year. That's why I identify with Cubs fans, even though I don't even like baseball and I don't even like the Cubs. Well, at least we have that in common. We don't like the Cubs. Well, if you were around, if you're in Minnesota, you'd be with all the Vikings fans. This year, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they were close. They were so close last year. Yeah, yeah, they were. They, yeah, I mean, I would have. I would have loved to have seen a New England Minnesota Super Bowl played in Minneapolis. That would have been a that would have been a great game with Minnesota's defense against New England's offense. Instead, a Big Twelve football game broke out at the Super Bowl. I didn't watch it. Oh, it was it was, it was great. Even as someone who's rooting for the Patriots, it was a great game. Yeah, I'm wearing a Patriots shirt right now. All right. Uh, oh, look at that! We've lost Haas. I can't believe it. Uh, Did we? No. Oh. <laughs> that was funny, though. No, it's just that Haas knows of my hatred oh, for yeah. New England Patriots, so he likes to rub it in from time to time. Um, defensively, let's talk about that real quick because there were some bend-but-don't-break moments in that game on, on a Saturday. Um, but, again, you know, you got the same guys coming out, you know, showing out to play. Mo Berry, uh, Lamar Jackson played better. Um and then special teams wasn't a total kick to the groin, uh, especially when the touchdown-saving tackle from Eric Lee. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of positives. A lot. We've been talking about this all season long because we have to to maintain our sanity. When you're zero and six, you still you know talk about the positives. But even in the win, you know, so many positives to take away. This team is growing and laying the foundation and getting better. I can see them be it, you know, effort or, you know, on-the-field intelligence, they're they're growing and getting better every week. 
Yeah, it's the incremental improvement, and that that is all you can ask for when you have a new staff taking over a team that went four and eight the year before. Just the incremental improvement, get a little bit better than you were the week before. And after bottoming out at Michigan, we started seeing that. I don't feel nearly as bad about the loss to Purdue, 42-28, to now that we've seen what Purdue is capable of in beating Ohio State by 29 points. Uh, Nebraska-Purdue game should have been an overtime game if, one, the officiating discrepancy wasn't so bad, and number two, if we could have closed out some drives offensively. And then we went up to Wisconsin, and we managed what we could against a Wisconsin team that, yeah, while they're not the vintage Badger teams of the past few years, they're still pretty good. And then, you know, Northwestern, we still showed the inability to close things out, but we got better in other facets of the game. The O-line started clicking a little bit more. Divino Zigbo showed up to the party in a big, big way. And then in Minnesota, we put it all together. And that that's the biggest thing. Even if we finish like four and eight, and we don't go to a bowl. As long as we show improvement in these last five games, I'm going to be happy going into the offseason with another year of strength and conditioning, spring ball, summer conditioning, and fall camp coming up. Agreed. Agreed. We need to we need to smash Bethune Cookman in the first half. Yeah, like seventy seven nothing. In the, in the first half? Yeah. Kind of oh, a greedy bastard, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will settle. Hell, I would settle for a seven to three win over Bethune Cookman. Like Al Davis said, just win, baby. They're no, not. no, not no, seven to three. That'd be taking a big step back. But the yes, it would. Just win. They're not a good team, uh, Bethune Cookman. Uh, contrary to what Dirk uh, said. Uh, What's that? Contrary to what Dirk says. Took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> they Dirk Chad, enemy of the cast. They have uh, wins. They do have a big win over Virginia Lynchburg, 79-16, back in uh, the second week of September. Uh, they beat Savannah State a couple weeks back, uh, 35-20. They beat, uh, I'm guessing that's Mississippi Valley, MS Valley, 41-27. Uh, and and I guess that's South Carolina State, possibly. I don't know, 28-26 uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, coming off a loss to North Carolina A&T, 35-10. They also have losses of uh, 41-35 as a score, 49-28, and 34-3. So, you know, kind of a, a Jekyll and Hyde team because – you know, I don't know anything about FCS football as far as who's good and who's not, and what's a good conference and what's not. Um, but uh, you know, they, they when they win, they seem to either win big or, or uh, you know, win close. And when they lose, it's kind of the same thing. There's nothing that's really, you know, moderate, middle of the road type of stuff. So I don't really know what to expect from the Wildcats of Bethune Cookman. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a mixed bag when you're playing FCS schools, but at the end of the day, you got 85 players on scholarship that are better athletes. You take care of business. So do we want so, to – go ahead, John. 
Their colors are maroon and gold. Well, that's fantastic. Well, it'd be just like we're playing the Gophers again, except this one isn't personal. <laughs> maybe, maybe it needs to be personal. Maybe, maybe they were listening. and They're like that, that John Damn Johnston. We got to <laughs> win this one for him, and and so he can prove it to Rotten Son. Maybe this needs to be personal as well. Can you? Can you? Yeah, uh, that's what. You think that's what Scott Frost said after they gave him the game ball in the locker room after the game? He said, yeah, you know, this one's not about me. It's about you guys, but what, who it's really about, it's about John damn Johnson. That's and, what I heard. I heard he said that. <laughs> I heard that he said that, yes. Then he said that he's going to come on the Five Heart Podcast sometime. Right? <laughs> I didn't hear that part, but I wouldn't say no. Uh, <laughs> um, so... We've, we've got to keep this one kind of shorter. Uh, obviously, usually we have a lot more tangential conversation, and we talk about Korean War a little bit. and, uh, and Winos. Uh, winos. And uh, believe it or not, uh, John, as a, as a wee lad, uh, right there in the back of the boat. You can't see him in the painting, but he's in the back of the boat uh, as uh, Washington crossed the, uh, the, the river that in the frozen. <laughs> Delaware. Thank you. Um, he, he, it was damn cold that day. Uh, we know it was. <laughs> and with regards to the winos, you know what I did for them this week? I'm sure you said it was real nice. They were, very, they were very happy. They got their, I upgraded their Thunderbird to Boone's Farm. Oh, but they loved you. They were, they were like, can we win again next week? Yeah, we probably will, but don't get cocky. <laughs> what are you going to buy them if we beat Ohio State? MD twenty twenty. All right, what are you going to buy if we hang half a hundred on Iowa? More MD twenty twenty. It's the crown royal of wine notes. I mean, All you can't right. get when you're when you're drinking cheap shitty wine. MD twenty twenty is about like what it. They're going to be drinking like kings. I would, exactly. The the only reason, MD, there's nothing like MD twenty twenty and mixed with some chili. I. <laughs> oh. That sounds painful. Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, throw this out there just because. Uh, I think if we if we uh, hang 50 on Iowa, might be time to bust out some Colt 45. You know, and get two, a little. Never, never mind. I'm not going to start singing the lyrics. That, I, so. I know where you were going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, but I, I, but I was thinking more. That song came on when I was lifting today. That sounds awkward. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not a, that's not a gym that. song. That's a. It's not, but it's <laughs> still great. Oh, sure. Um, so like I said, we're keeping this one a little shorter, uh, this week because, uh, Haas has responsibilities and duties that he has to, uh, uh, complete before midnight tonight. So we're going to let Haas go. We're going to let John I go. Ha- I have to walk my dog. And you have to Let's walk do your predictions dog. predictions quick. Okay. Okay. You go first, John. Why not? I'd, I'd say Nebraska wins 63 to 17. Hoss, I, I we, rack, had we rack up we, we rack up seven hundred yards of offense. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what's his name? What's they did? <laughs> Adrian Martinez starts to the point of one series in the second half, and then we see uh, Andrew Brunch and Bunch <laughs> and and Noah Bedrill. <laughs> we see a brunch of quarterbacks, and then eleven uh, a.m. kick. So it'll be everybody brunch. gets to play. Well, I actually had this written down earlier today. Uh, Nebraska sixty-six, Bethune Cookman seventeen. Okay, a couple of them that are four hundred and fifty rushing yards. 
I could. Oh, that would be. That would make run the damn ball guy really happy. Um, yeah, he'd probably have priapism and need to consult with a physician. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick right around there, uh, just because I'm I'm not gonna do math. Uh, I'm just gonna do sixty. I don't know why sixty to uh, fourteen, and we'll we'll see if it comes to fruition. How's that sound? I like it. All right, John, does it meet your approval? Yeah, except that part where you said this was about math. I wasn't aware it was about math. Well, you know, you thought, sure. you, you, thought you said math. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> math, because I didn't want to have to do the, the math in my head as far as how are we going to get to the 60 points. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, that's fantastic. That'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. We appreciate you uh, uh, staying around and listening, downloading, subscribing. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Google Play, or Podbean. And uh, eventually we'll get that uh, uh, player fixed for coordination.com. In the meantime, don't be surprised if I just keep sending you over to jitterymonkey.com and you can play it in there, and uh, it works just as well. Uh, but that'll do it, and uh, let's get the hell out of here. For uh, uh, John... Yeah, that- what? Some, sometimes I just do my predictions by reaching out to the universe and listening to the waves around me. Well, and the, uni- the universe is, is correct a lot of the times as it guides me through my life. And then sometimes it's so brutally wrong or misguiding. Anyway, well, go Big Red. We're not there yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need, John. Go Big Red! Win a damn second game. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.